in and connecting with us today. But in the Gospel of Luke, I want us to go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 28. If you have your Bibles, hey, you have no excuse for not having your Bibles because you are at home today. So you should be able to go grab your Bible and turn with me or dial up with me or however you have your scriptures and go with me if you would to Luke chapter 19 and we're going to start at verse 28. We're going to start at verse 28. It says, when he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem and it came to pass when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called Olivet that he sent two of his disciples saying go into the village opposite you where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat loose it and bring it here and if anyone asks, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, it's because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it, just as he said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they sat Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples begin to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. <coughs> and some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, saying, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. You know, culturally many times, we'll go to that verse of scripture in verse 40, and we'll refer to the stones crying out, but the New King James Version brings an emphasis of the word immediately. You know, immediately means instantaneous immediately means that no matter what the circumstance or the setting or the atmosphere is, it is going to happen. It will happen. And see, I believe that Jesus was in that particular moment. He was not just speaking to men. He was speaking to a mentality. 
He was preaching to a spirit saying that even though the enemy tries to stifle, God will be lifted up. And it can come out of the mouths of men or it can come out of the mouths of things that is nothing but a ball and a gathering of dead dirt. God is and he is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is great and greatly to be praised. If there's an emphasis on Palm Sunday, it is praise. Can somebody say amen this morning? I believe we're in a time that is bringing about a sense of change and restructuring. I believe we are at a time in, in this day, in this modern day, where the Lord is literally getting a hold of us and he is breaking away religiosity and churchianity. He's breaking off a cultural mindset that we have, we have created as the church of Jesus Christ. We have declared ourselves to be what we are and what we are not. We can say, I am a talker, or I am a non-talker, or I am this within the church, or I am that within the church. And the reason why we have said this is because we've, we, we have, uh, exposed ourselves to such a cultural mindset uh, that we forget the fact uh, that sometimes who we have determined we are is not who God says uh, that we are and who he desires to culture and craft us into being. We've all taken the personality test. We've all taken the, the things that kind of put a, a marking on ourselves. I think I, I've been called a peacock. I've been called a type A. I've been called a type B. I've been called a pigeon. I've been called a basketball and all those types of personality tests. But now we're in something here. See, interestingly enough is that I believe the Lord is doing something in this time of quarantine. I believe that God is breaking off the, the family mentality and the characteristic mentality and he's building up the kingdom mentality. That the fact that we are not part of a stationary church, but we are a church that is of purpose. And see, if you read throughout the scripture, there's something that God likes to do. God likes to put people in uncharted territories of purpose. Territories that for years, culturally, they would never go. Places that they would never want to see. And places that they would say, that's just not for me. I'm not the type of person that does that. But see, what happens is while we were in these particular private times in our homes and we're worshiping within our homes, something is happening. God is breaking off what man has poured into you and he's moving you and shaping you in the way he wants to. If you hit the rewind button just a little bit, you'll find in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19, very common passage of scripture. Here we have an instance with the prophet Elijah. 
Here we have a situation where there's a threat on his life. And here he is, God is speaking to you, and the Bible says, and he said, God said, go out and stand up on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. But then after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And the Bible says, suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? There's a mentality within the church. Sometimes we look for things in the kaboom. I like it that we've become kaboom church. I like kaboom church. Let me tell you, I, I like Kaboom Church. I like church with a little bit of noise. I like church with a whole lot of big structural things happening. I like lots of ministry happening. But see, the Lord needed to speak something into the life of his prophet that he does not always need the Kaboom, but he needs to speak to you in the still small voice. Do you know why we need the still small voice? Because the still small voice literally makes us be quiet so that we can listen to it. You ever had a conversation with somebody who did not have a very loud voice? What do you have to do? You have to listen real closely. You have to maybe turn your head a little bit so your ear is pointed in their direction. But sometimes you'll learn something about quiet people. They're the wise ones in the room. They're the wise ones in the room and they're the ones that you need to kind of step back a little bit and, and listen to and hear what they have to say. You see, there was a very big word that Elijah needed to hear, but the very big word did not come in the explosion and the fireworks. The very big word came in the still small voice. See, we might be in a season of still small voice to where we have no choice but to sit in the quiet and listen to God but let me tell you what's getting ready to happen the still small voice is going to pull us into the uncharted territory into the territory that we were afraid to go the places we were afraid to go to the things we were afraid to say God is taking his church to a place that they have never been before into that uncharted territory Interestingly enough, do you notice that here in the triumphal entry, Jesus made specification. He said, there is what? There is a cult that has literally never been ridden. There is a cult right here that has and lacks. Here's what it lacks. It lacks experience. It lacks experience. But I want you to bring me that cult. Matthew's gospel, I think, even records that they brought both the older donkey and the colt. 
But here in, in the Gospel of Mark, I believe, and here in the Gospel of Luke, it specifies that Jesus rode the colt. Jesus likes uncharted territory. He likes uncharted territory. Jesus also likes to shut the mouths of the naysayers. So in the process of going to the uncharted territory, guarantee this, there will be naysayers. There will be people who will mark and say, you have no right and no authority to be taking my colt. What are you doing taking my colt? And the answer given was, the Lord has need of it. Jesus' need for the cult gave them the authority.